0: Well, hello there. It's another day. I'm Jim Harrington. And I am Bill Knight. Happy Friday the, uh, ooh,
1: the 13th.
0: Yeah, Friday wow. the 13th. I don't feel very lucky today, but uh, who knows. Um, what are you, ectophobic? Are you ectophobic Because that's the name, I think, for people who are afraid of uh, Friday
1: the 13th. I'm not afraid of it. It's It's afraid of me. Have you ever heard the story behind Friday the 13th?
0: Uh, no, uh, it, it's a short one. I'll just give you a, a little, uh, rundown here. Um, during the reign of the, uh, uh, Knights Templar, they mm-hmm. were, they were a big organization, uh, essentially like the, uh, Pope's army during the medieval times. And, yeah, who they uh, yeah. yeah. And they became very wealthy. You know, they went into the middle East and supposedly they came back from the middle East with a ton of, uh, riches and they were, uh, wealthy organization, so much so that I believe they were loaning money to the French king. And the French king was, I guess, making his payments back to the Knights Templar. And after a while, the French king thought, why am I paying this back? I'm the king. So he turned around, I guess, to the pope. And for some reason, they both decided that they were going to criminalize the Knights Templar and they were going to seize their wealth if he seizes their wealth the french king is rich again and uh, the, so there's no more knights templar well they started to uh, go after the knights templar r- right away and they i guess they got uh, the leader of the knights templar and they burned him at the stake on the 13th on friday the 13th and mm-hmm. all all around europe the 13th became an unlucky day now Mind you, the Knights Templar weren't, st- weren't stupid. They took all of their money. They squirreled it away. Even to this day, there are people searching for the riches of the Knights Templar, including, by oh, the way, if you watch Oak uh, Island, the Curse of oh. Oak Island, the money that they're supposedly looking for are the riches of the Knights Templar, which
1: they think right. may be
0: buried on Oak Island.
1: So, well, they find remnants of it. They found uh, I, I, an old I, ring, I, Queen's Ring. I think the ring? guy's
0: name was D. Monet. I could be wrong, D, D, D. something like that. The yeah, guy who yeah. was the head of the Knights temple. I see. I am a wealth of useless knowledge. I just, uh, I, I store anything
1: uh, like that in my wasn't brain. De Mon- wasn't de Monet a count? Count de Monet? Uh, no. Count the money. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: very clever. I got that. Anyway, so uh, a lot of things going on. It's Friday the 13th. You know, you heard about that guy, uh, the head of Hamas, who was calling
1: for a, uh, a jihad today on the thir- yeah, around, well, the, no, around the world. It's already happening in France, and New York is on high alert. They call
0: all their policemen back uh, into New York. There's no one on uh, holiday you know what's taking a day off if you're a cop in new york you're working today uh and, and i don't blame them because i think thing i think things could get hot i have uh, a little sound of a uh, it was supposed to be a rally in paris but mm-hmm. it ended up escalating into a riot and i guess uh, there's a number of them going on right now in paris as we speak listen It goes on and it goes on and it goes on, mm-hmm. and, goes on and uh, they're having problems. You know, for the longest time, France had uh, an open door policy like we have with our southern border. You know, come on in, it's okay. Come on in, we're France. We're we're liberal. We're uh, open to anybody living in France. We don't care where you came from. This is what they're having now. They got they got a huge Islamic population in France. And mind you, a lot of these people are good people, but there's a lot of people who they don't know who they are and they don't know what their background is. And a number of them are radicals and even parts of terrorist organizations. And this is what they're starting to get. They're starting to get riots in the streets in one of the most beautiful cities in the world. I've been to Paris and mm-hmm. uh, it is it is a spectacular town and uh, you, you can only pray that they don't destroy it and it could hey, happen.
1: Yeah, it can happen, and it probably will. I mean, there's been a lot of crazy things over the past 10, 15 years going on in, uh, in and around France anyway, so, uh, in Paris. But, you know, well, this, is, uh, this is at a whole new level. And, you know, I, I tend to say that um, if it happens here in hell, all hell breaks out, uh, loose in New York, uh, that'll just be, that'll be the signal for uh, things to happen all over this country.
0: Interesting thing. While we are looking at what's happening in Israel and mm-hmm. what's happening in the Middle East, uh, there are things happening around here that people are ignoring. For example, they dropped a gun charge for Hunter Biden yesterday. I don't know that you heard about that. Yeah, but yeah, one of did. his his one of his major charges was that gun charge. You know, he took a gun. He wasn't supposed to have a gun because he was a drug addict. Now, that's on the form if you you know are using illegal uh, drugs. You're not supposed to have a a weapon. Well, he lied about that on his application. And then when he got caught, he had a gun in his possession. He threw it into a dumpster across from an elementary school. Well, if I did that, or if Bill Knight did that, uh, we'd go to jail for it, but Mm -hmm. they dropped the charge yesterday. And so apparently he's not going to be, uh, charged with that. I, there are other things they're going after him for, but I think when all is said and done, uh, if he's found guilty of anything, it'll be some simple little charge that will be uh, forgiven by Dad before he leaves office.
1: Well, yeah, they they're trying to change the narrative too in the connection between Joe and uh, Hunter uh, because they were caught with uh, lies and they were caught with the emails speculating other things. So now they're trying to say, well, Hunter didn't have any business connections with dad you know he kept all the money which we know that's not true the emails again will you know vet that out but you know they're trying to desperately sweep this all away for joe and uh, i mean so is he is he running again well i guess he is running in 2024 is he going to make it through the term or they just want to sit there and keep him he says he's
0: running but you know i i He's yet to get to the uh, starting line, really. I don't think, I, I think even President Trump has his doubts as to whether Biden will be his, uh, his opposition.
1: Well, know? I have my doubts whether there's going to be an election in 2024 in the United States. Me
0: too. As a matter of fact, it's funny you should say that because a lot of people are talking now that uh, that if we get into a war situation, that's the perfect reason for the other side to postpone the elections. Well, they're getting everything they they, want. They can't knock Trump down with anything right. You know, they're they're throwing the kitchen sink at the guy, and he's getting stronger every day. Well,
1: I mean, yeah, I mean, if you're ever going to have a revolution in this country, we're headed for it. We really are. Look what happened in Michigan. They're they're a police state. They're, you know, people that are donating money to uh, a legal defense fund. Over the uh, alternate GOP uh, electors, right. which is something that Democrats have done too, but here, well, Republican, you can't do, you can't do that. So they're going after the people that are donating money for the Legal Defense Fund, and they have seized, you know, routing numbers, and that's a police state.
0: Yeah. Well, you know, Michigan's got their issues. Uh, they have uh, what's her name, Whitman, who's the uh, uh, the governor. She's the mm-hmm. one who had that phony uh, assassination plot. You probably mm-hmm. don't remember that. But oh, I do. They, they, she said that she was the target of an assassination attempt, and uh, right, it, it was proven to be a lot of nonsense. Uh, I mean, the, the, the thing that gets me is the left does all these atrocious things, and they get away with it. They, they, there are no penalties for them. Uh, you know, if, if Donald Trump would have done the same things that Hunter Biden did, uh, if Donald Trump Jr. rather had done the same thing as Hunter Biden, Donald Trump Jr. would go to jail. Eric Trump would have gone to jail. Hunter Biden, he just goes to a party. You mm-hmm. know, um, you heard well, about. look. You, go ahead. You heard about uh, Joe Biden's special envoy to Iran and principal yeah, architect. Rob Malley? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Rob We've Malley. We talked about him earlier. In yep. The week, yeah uh has already been suspended from his position with the Biden regime. The FBI is investigating him and uh whether or not he mishandled classified information. He was apparently passing stuff on to the uh, Iranian embassy,
1: yeah, uh nuclear uh nuclear uh, secrets uh to them.
0: This this guy uh, uh he's
1: he's got to be you got to be nuts to do something like that.
0: And you got to be nuts to think you're going to get away with it. In the well, long run, know,
1: they knew that this was coming for them because that's why they were trying to go, well, you know, Mar-a-Lago, you know, Trump gave away uh, top secret uh, sub-information. Uh, no, he did not. But I don't even that, know that. They proved, by the way, that that wasn't the case. But you notice yeah. that
0: disappeared. The media just, they're not talking they about it. They
1: drop it, it. Yeah, but, yeah. But see, it's, you know, the sycophants that listen to only that news that the left feeds you know, that's what they get. You know, well, you know, like this one guy always will, oh, I can't help it that your guy is just a cheating slime bag that does this and that and this and that and this and that. And I'm sitting there going, don't even bother with this guy. But what a dumb idiot he is to sit there because that just, that, that told me, you know, that, that, you he's not a You, you, as smart you as allow he supports yourself to be.
0: communicate with these people who don't, no, no, who I don't, don't communicate think with them. They don't think, Bill. They, they truly, if you thought, if you read the articles, if you did some investigation, you, even if you didn't like Trump because of his hair or his tweets, you got to look at what he did as a president and say, well, sure as heck was a thousand times better than what we're going through right now with this fathead in Washington. But they don't uh, think. Plan,
1: no, they don't. But I'm just saying, you know, people that you might have respected in business over the years going, oh, they're a smart person, you know. Well, they were the first ones to throw you under the bus when one of their plans didn't work. You know, they, they, they're they're thin in knowledge, but they might sit there with their PowerPoint and come in and look all this good and fancy. And I'm sitting there going, they got nothing because they're they're shallow, they're thin. They There's got- a
0: big difference between being, you know, someone who's a, a business savvy guy who knows a business like broadcasting, and, and also somebody who, you know. It, 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 Many of my friends in broadcasting don't pay any attention to politics. They don't pay any attention to what's happening in Washington. You know, no. they, they have a superficial feeling about a candidate for the presidency, and that's who they stick with. Um, and they're, they're, these are good people, by the way. These are people that are my friends, and I know how they feel because their life has gone in different directions, and they have other things that have their attention. I understand that. But when they start pontificating based upon a superficial knowledge of what's going on, that's a bit upsetting. It's like, come on, you study up on what's going on in the world before you start adding your two cents because you really don't know what you're talking you about.
1: Know, yeah, they have a touchy-feely sense of reality, and unfortunately it doesn't work that way.
0: So, mm. You see where last month federal prosecutors charged a former IRS contractor who worked for the the agency from 2018 to 2020 for unlawfully obtaining and disseminating the tax details of a high-ranking public official and numerous affluent Americans to media outlets and one of those people whose tax returns he released to the public was Donald J Trump of yeah. course of course the FBI denied any involvement with releasing the documents right but they did it this guy was this guy was connected directly with the uh, IRS and when and when Trump said you were releasing my documents unlawfully, the IRS vehemently denied it. You know, oh, we didn't, do it. we don't do well, that.
1: He I, pled guilty, so well, obviously a, a,
0: they did. One of our contractors may have done it. You know, wink, wink. Well, uh, and you know, if the contractor leaked it, where did the contractor get the information from the IRS? Right. Donald Trump didn't send his taxes to this contractor. He sent his taxes. To the Internal I- Revenue Service, yeah. This contractor went into the IRS files, got these, uh, these documents, and then he disseminated them around uh, the, the media. Uh, but know.
1: unfortunately, what's going to happen here, yeah, they got caught. But they're going to perfect their steel. Every time they get caught with their hand in a cookie jar, they go, well... We got to cover up that uh, that loophole there. We got caught, and they keep getting caught. And the media is compliant It's awfully hard
0: to uh, you know ha- get the get the the wolf punished if the wolf owns the chicken coop. Yeah, you know that's true. Uh, hey, uh, did you hear about Steve Scalise last night? Steve yeah, pulled out. Yeah, he came out and said this.
2: Hey, first let me um. I know we've been following this. It's been quite a journey, uh, and there's still a long way to go. Uh, I just share with my colleagues, that I'm withdrawing my name as a cabinet for the speaker designee. Uh, if you look at over the last few weeks, if you look at where our conference is, there's still work to be done. Uh, our conference still has to come together, and it is not there. Uh, there are still some people that have their own agendas And I was very clear, we have to have everybody put their agendas on the side and focus on what this country needs. This country is counting on us to come back together. This House of Representatives needs a speaker and we need to open up the House again. But clearly, not everybody is there. And there's still schisms that have to get resolved. I never came here for a title. I've had some great titles. I'm the majority leader of the House, and I love the job I have. I've had big challenges in my life. I've been tested in ways that really put perspective on life, really the 2017 shooting, when I didn't know if I was going to make it out alive, taught me what's important in life, and that's my family, my faith, and I'm blessed beyond belief. I have absolutely... Uh, all the right perspective, and I still have a deep, deep passion for making sure we get our country back on track and get our conference fixed again. Uh, but there are some folks that really need to look in the mirror over the next couple of days and decide, are we going to get it back on track? Are they going to try to pursue their own agenda? You can't do both. And I think we're going to get there. I was very clear in that room that ultimately we we have to come together for the country. Uh, but I never came here for a title. And it's much bigger than me, and it's much bigger than anybody else. And nobody's going to use me as an excuse to hold back our ability to get the house opened again. We still need to get a speaker. And I'm going to continue to push as hard as we can to make that happen as quickly as it has to happen. But it wasn't going to happen going to happen today. It wasn't going to happen tomorrow. It needs to happen soon. But I withdraw my name, and I appreciate the interest y'all have had along the way. We still have work to do. We have to get this done. I've never got no deals with anybody. I'm sure there will be a lot of people that look at it, but it's got to be people that aren't doing it for themselves and their own personal interests, and and the folks that... Uh, that have their own personal interests in
0: mind, I shouldn't be interested in. And off he went. Steve Scalise, he seems like a nice guy. I I like Steve Scalise. But, you know, I I didn't understand why he was even in the running in the first place because, you know, he's fighting cancer. He's battling cancer. And I thought, God, this has got to be – why would a guy who's going through cancer treatment want to be uh, in such a pressure cooker position?
1: Well, you know, Jordan, uh, you know, threw his support over to him. But, you know – and maybe he's on the downhill battle. He's, uh, he's winning the fight. But the simple fact is, you know, he's right. You know, we've got to figure out this Congress because if not, you know, uh, America gave, gave, uh, gave the Republicans to Congress and they did nothing with it well, so Steve, far. I'm-
0: I guess they're saying Jim Jordan now is b- kind of back in it. Even though Steve Scalise won the nomination from committee. He was the guy that the committee had recommended as the speaker to the uh, the whole house, and um, but he they realized before they presented it actually to the house that he didn't have the necessary votes total to win the speakership, and I guess that's where he said ah, enough of this, I don't need this. So he he put when he dropped his name out, Jim Jordan is keeping his name in, and this talk now that they're going to try to rally these Scalise people behind Jordan. Jordan is a staunch conservative, and to some of the moderates, he might be too conservative. And I don't know whether
1: Jordan's going to get the number either. So we don't know well, who see. To and yeah, I mean, look, they pissed away half of their their term, uh, and the Democrats are eyeing that, you know. And they very well, you know, come the fall of next year, could take the house back. And if we have, if we have accomplished nothing, listen, you know,
0: if we can't bring in enough people in the 2024 election on Trump's coattails, mm-hmm. then they don't deserve to have the house. Trump is going to come in with a massive, I believe he's talking about an overwhelming response from the people. And, and I think his thoughts are that, yeah, you were able to steal the election last time because it was just uh, eighty million uh, turnout for me. Well, mm-hmm. try doing it with hundred and sixty million, you know. And and I was just reading today that Trump is uh uh it was an it was it an Emerson College Emerson College in Boston Massachusetts has Trump up big time, uh, big time. And Emerson is a anything but a conservative institution. Okay, this is like. a Boston liberal
1: uh, school, and this is a a liberal uh, research company. But you've got Democrats now that are going, you know, hey, uh, Trump is the way to go, which means that people have been saying, oh, no, no, that election was legit. Mm -hmm. Uh, You can't sell that lie anymore. And that's the big lie. The big lie was, you know, when you think about it, Joe was a, you know, he was a piece of crap since the 80s. And he was the joke of the party all the way through, and now, you know, he's their golden child, but listen to the golden child
2: talk.
0: This is and, the uh, this is the poll, the information. New polling shows President Joe Biden losing to former President Donald Trump in swing states. Trump is up nine points over Biden in Pennsylvania, according to an Emerson College poll conducted early this month. In Michigan this month, a poll commissioned... By an in-state consulting firm, had Trump up seven points over Biden. So you know, I I'm one of these people that I'll be honest with you right now. I, I don't put a lot of stock in polls because polls can be skewed and they can be manipulated. But these are two typically, or at least I can Emerson is a basically a liberal uh, college, and their poll has come out in favor of Trump by by nine points in Pennsylvania. And well, is- I
1: still wouldn't believe the polls because, they, like you said, they can manipulate the numbers, they can make the numbers better than they, they are for somebody. But that would be their narrative. They're going to try and uh, steal the election again, and I wouldn't doubt that uh, it's going to go all the way towards Joe, and then they come back and say, well, you know, the polls. Uh, we didn't want anyone to think that, uh, you know, you know, we, 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 we skewed them anyway. They, they would do that. They'd throw a, a research company under the bus just for their own thing. Well, uh, again, we're a long way off from the election,
0: but Trump's uh, philosophy, based upon what he says at his rallies, is that w- he wants his, his supporters to overwhelm the system. They can cheat the system to a certain level, but if you are. Just swapping them with uh, Trump ballots, they can't keep up, and there'll be no mm-hmm. way for them to steal it. I don't know about that. I mean, these people—if uh, you have the computers that uh, essentially tally the votes, you can steal anything, you know. So, and I do well, think that they had the the computers in the last election.
1: Yeah, there, there's a lady I, I'd have to go back and find the story that uh, admitted that she was uh, not doing the uh, mail-in votes right. In other words, yeah, that she was in the,
0: Yeah, that was in Bridgeport, Connecticut, I believe.
1: Uh, yeah, the election yeah. clerk gives bombshell testimony in court admitting she has not uh, been following the law on mail-in ballots. Yeah, and, and that's one of them. How many? Are, how many other people out well, there? Yeah. yeah. If you got one, you got a ton of them, and it, you know, that's cause right there. You know, oh, the big lie—the election was stolen. Well, if all these little cells were telling lies, then they trace back to the big one. We've been living a lie of a, tr- a a president that should have never been in the White House. And boy, the damage that he has done to our country—if you cannot
0: see it, you're just not looking. If you can't see it, you're you're either asleep or just not paying attention because we have a southern border that does not exist. It doesn't mm-hmm. exist. We don't have a border to a point where people are busing immigrants to the border and dropping them off and telling them to just just walk to the other side over there and you'll get in no
1: problem yeah. at all. Well, apparently we're going to give them loans for cars, houses, anything they want. I mean, Right now, banks are the banks cannot sit there. If you go in, doesn't matter who you are, what color your skin, anything, and it shouldn't. You know, you go, I want a loan. They have to go through the process of trying to get you a loan. You know, what's going to stop you is you don't have the financial qualifications. Anybody right. that's ever applied for something, they know that. You know, this the the ecoa thing is not going to, you know, get you a loan uh, just because of your your sexual orientation or or your color. You, it's going to be your creditworthiness. But now Joe Biden is going, uh-huh. Oh, well, these banks that aren't giving these people loans, they're mm-hmm. not getting loans because they're not qualified for them. But Biden or the people that handle Biden are going, well, you know, ECOA, we're going to go out to the banks. And I'm like going, well, the banks have yours and my money. I, I don't want them to lend to people that aren't creditworthy. I mean, they won't lend to me if I'm not creditworthy. Think Why of, should they lend to them? Think about this. You have veterans who've come back wounded. You
0: have veterans who've come back uh, with uh, emotional problems. You have veterans who've come back who can't find work. And they don't get the uh, financial assistance and the support that strangers who come across the border get. They don't get the I mean, they should be getting $2,500 a month at least. That's what the strangers are getting.
1: Well, they're taking away benefits that are out there for for people that, uh, you know, for whatever reason, Well, we, we, read a,
0: we read a story about a 95-year-old veteran in New York who was living in a nursing home who was evicted so they could make the nursing home converted into a place for illegals.
1: Yeah, and they're, they're foreseen landlords that sit there and have properties. Oh, I'm sorry, you can't rent this to somebody. And, uh, because we want you to put in these, these illegals and I'm sitting there going now, is the government guaranteeing the money to the landlord? Well, they might be, but then that money is coming out of, you know, a, a citizen's pocket that might need the help. Well, the hell with them. They didn't come across illegally. So leave the country, come back across illegally.
0: We still haven't talked about, uh, haven't heard anything more about all of the, uh, the military families and ex-military families who were going to go to the Army-Navy game in Boston, which is coming Mm -hmm. up. And they had booked all these rooms so they could enjoy their weekend and enjoy the football game. And they just got a notice about two weeks ago that the rooms were being taken back by the hotels so they could give them to the uh, illegals to stay in. By the way, I don't know, uh, you know – what are these hotels going to look like after all these strangers uh with uh, who come from god knows where are are
1: uh, living in these hotel rooms well you know they're coming across they and i don't want to make this sound you know like i'm picking on anybody but let's just say that they're not as clean as I mean, some
0: of them you know, coming from from hobbles and huts that they live in and
1: they have yeah. lice and they have you know and they're bringing across lice and bed bugs and god knows what else you know and you know you get that into the bedding and whatnot you know that that room uh, it, i hope it, they're
0: making a lot of money from the federal government because they're going to need it to uh, renovate these these some of these buildings
1: yeah. You know, you can't clean a lot of that stuff. You can't clean. You got to throw it out. You know, are you going to sit there and take a room or a hotel that's got 400 rooms? Well, we got to get 400 new mattresses. The Roosevelt hotel in New York. I don't know whether you've ever seen it, but it
0: used to be one of the uh, show places as far as hotels go in New York. It's right outside of grand central station. If you go up the Vanderbilt Avenue side, uh, at, uh, at grand central, um, Right across the street is the Roosevelt Hotel. It had the best location. People came into New York who were going to go to shows and stuff. Many of them would come on the train. They'd go up and stay in the Roosevelt Hotel. They had a great restaurant. The rooms were beautiful. The hotel was palatial. Now they have illegals in the whole building. The building closed down as a hotel, so it was sitting empty. So the city took it over, and they made it into uh, an illegal refuge. Now you have illegals sleeping on the floors, not only in the hotels, but they're sleeping on the floors in the lobby, in the hallway. I mean, the, the, the places, I haven't seen it, but it must be a mess now. And uh, some of them are sleeping on the sidewalks outside of the hotel. Yeah. I mean, this is the situation that they brought to New York City. I used to love working in New York. As a young man, I used to work in New York City, and I would come in Grand Central, and the city kind of, you come out the the doors, and the city kind of just blows up in front of your face. It's a big, beautiful city, especially Manhattan, and uh, you just felt so lucky to be there. And now, I got to tell you, I wouldn't want to be in New York. I wouldn't want to be, it has... It has a bunch of overworked, underpaid New York City police officers. They're not appreciated by the councilmen and the mayor. They haven't been for about 10 years. And uh, you have, they say on Fifth Avenue and places like that, where they had all those BLM riots, some of those stores never came back. And they were were like the uh, anchor of of some of the major chains around the country. You know, you, you would you would see a, a a store in Fifth Avenue in New York, and you might see it in other malls around the country, but the, the New York store was the linchpin. And right. uh, some of them never came back. You know, they were boarded up, and the people who owned it said, oh, the heck with this. Why would we, we want to put all of our stuff into this store only to have it looted and have the store ransacked? And uh, so the the city is not what it was. And uh, it's because people have woke people have allowed uh, politics to get in the way of uh, good business and and uh, the and good stewardship. They they were under a uh, they were un, they were given the the reins to the city. They were given the controls to to the city, and they did a lousy job. They did a lousy job taking care of New York, and now. You know I, like I said I wouldn't want to go there and I'm sure there are a lot of people like me who eh, given a choice uh, I don't want to go to New York City. what am I going to do there? I go to a hotel and goodness knows who's sleeping down the hallway from me. you know it could be a, a band of illegals or something I, I, and I again that's not putting down illegals. I don't listen there are good people in other uh, uh, other countries but uh, you, you, these people haven't been vetted.
1: To this day, these people have not been vetted. The only good thing... They're not going to be vetted. They're just going to be accepted in. I mean, how are we
0: going to get rid of them all? The only good thing, Bill, about this, uh, you know, giving them $2,500 a month is that in order to give them the $2,500 a month, you have to know who they are and where they are. And, you know, $2,500 a month is just enough money so that they're going to want to keep coming back. It's... It can keep the family going, and if you're coming from a country where you were making maybe four hundred dollars a month, you're a rich person in the U.S. You know. So, yeah. uh, but by by giving them the money, you can track them, and when the time comes, you can escort them back to where they came from.
1: Yeah, a lot you know? of them are sending you that money home, though it, it well, doesn't that, stay that, here. That, that doesn't make any
0: difference. If I'm giving you money, and I have to know where you are to give you the money.
1: So if you you know that's true, but the, Joe doesn't care where they are. He cares whether they get yeah. The right but to Donald vote. Tr- Donald Trump will care. Yeah, Donald Trump cares, but we don't have him back in the White House. No, yet, what I so mean is can, when he's
0: president, he yeah. will
1: then send his guys,
0: track the money, find these people, and escort them back. You
1: know. Yeah, well, I, I agree with that. But you know, we got to get to that point to where we get Trump back in. Right now. Uh, you know you and i want him in trump wants to get back in i think america wants him back in but you got a left uh, you got a lefty party here that's going to sit there and do anything they can to keep that power and hold on to the power even if it means taking this country and throwing it into a war my question is are we going to have riots because of this hamas thing in this country probably so i mean that you got them going on In uh, Europe already, and they're talking about New York breaking out today. So if they, and they're on high alert, they got all the cops there on the streets. So uh,
0: you know the hatred has got to be so deep for for these people to be. I saw this woman walking around in London, this Muslim woman walking around in London, and there were posters on the wall.
1: Oh, she was ripping them down. Yeah,
0: the posters were for the. uh, Missing, missing people over in Israel, the, the children, you know, if you've seen this child kind of thing. And uh, she was walking around pulling these posters off the wall, and people were saying, what are you doing, you know, uh, uh, don't you care about little children? And finally, she, in her frustration, she whipped around and said, don't you care about little Palestinian children? Of course we care about little Palestinian children. You know, many an invading troop would would have already invaded Gaza. Many an yeah. invading army would have already invaded Gaza. We haven't. They haven't. I say we. The Israelis haven't gone in yet because they have been
1: giving them warning after warning: "A get out of Gaza." Well, today was the final thing. They're the, if they're not going in now, they will be here in in the next few hours. They you heard about up. the the UN in their stupidity mm-hmm. is still staffed in Gaza,
0: and uh, the Israelis told them to get out. Yeah, get out. It said the Israeli Ministry of Defense and the Israel Defense Forces have issued an urgent warning to the United Nations. Get out of Gaza.
1: Get out. Well, you know, for the the Muslim lady that was ripping down the posters, don't you care about Palestinian kids? Let me just explain something to her. You guys threw the first punch and the second and the third punch. So, yeah, we care, but you don't care. Your people have lied about Beheading babies and burning them up? I've seen the photos. You are guilty. Yeah. Don't deny it. Don't. There's no evidence. Yeah, it's right there. Yeah, it's there. As a matter of fact, uh, it's not hard to find. No, it's it's everywhere. So that means they don't care about life. And the fact that they're going in and beheading babies oh. and burning them up means, you know, they want to sit there and eradicate the world of Jewish people.
0: You know, genocide. Bill, understand something. In World War II, mm-hmm. when the, uh, the the Americans and the British bombed Dresden in Germany mm-hmm. and, and right. set it on fire, uh, they didn't uh, give them a lot of warning. You know, they just yeah. went in there and bombed, bombed Dresden. When they bombed Berlin, they didn't give it a lot of warning. They just bombed Berlin but the but the Israelis have given them warning saying, "Get out of town now, now, get away, and a lot of people took their advice, some didn't, and the ones that didn't hey, uh Hamas them. bill uses them as shields, they uh, use their own people, their own women and children they use as shields they they will put uh the you know the tunnels that they've talked about that go under right. you know the network uh, yeah. the, of tunnels, a lot of them start underneath hospitals. They put them underneath hospitals so that uh, they figure the civilized world won't bomb a hospital. The civilized world won't bomb a church or a school,
1: you know, because they have. But children. they're uncivilized. See, they they would because they don't care, and unfortunately. With the kind of war, you don't fight them on a civil term. You fight fire with fire. And for Hamas, you know, you have to take the gloves gloves off. You've given the people fair warning, and that's it. There's going to be loss of innocent life. There's going to be a lot of loss of innocent life. But if you don't do anything, there's going to be only loss of your innocent lives. And have that's you, all. Have you noticed, Bill, um how the media
0: already is trying to uh, make Israel into the bad guy. mind you Morning. Israel Israel has bombed a lot of buildings a lot of people in in uh, Gaza have died already that's true uh, and it's unfortunate they were by the then they were given warning you have to they were told to get out get out of Gaza whether they took that seriously or not i obviously some of them did some of them didn't but uh, the media is already trying to let the the world think that it, the bad guy in this situation is israel israel was just trying to get along israel didn't attack hamas israel didn't uh, send any paragliders into uh into gaza as a matter of fact you know i i don't understand one thing i'll I, and there'll have to be some questions answered in the in the coming months but i would have thought that israel would have had stationed along that wall black hawk helicopters and they would have had some kind of a lookout system that was was looking for things that are in the sky you know but to allow paragliders to fly into your country unchecked i don't understand that uh, I I can't figure that one out. That had to be a major major uh, uh, letdown in their security system. I mean, yeah. uh, they they I I would have thought they would have shot them out of the sky.
1: Those guys well, flew in like it was a weekend in the country. You know? Well, the, yeah, the first time around they didn't expect it, but now when you see it, yeah, I would have I would have I would have said, okay, you know, turkey shoot, let's go. But it is um, it is Bill.
0: It is the supposed to be the most secure wall in the world. They bragged well, about it. Apparently it's
1: not. Yeah, apparently it's There's not. There's nothing to brag about now. Corrine uh, Jean-Pierre, she's in the news. Well, you know, she's guilty of the Hatch Act. Remember when she sat there and would go, the the mega-mega GOP, the Republicans, mega-mega-mega-mega-mega-mega, mm-hmm. which is a derogatory statement. And uh, for her to do that uh, is is uh, election influencing in a negative way, and she's guilty of it, and she knew that she was doing it. So but what are they going to do to her? Probably nothing, but apparently her, her feet are in the fire for it, as well they should be.
0: Well, I I I, uh, I think she's out of her, her league. She's swimming in the deep end of the pool and doesn't know how to swim. Uh, if you've watched her, uh, she doesn't really have an answer for anything. Uh, she will call on like Peter Ducey, and it's, you know, right from the get go that she's not going to give him a straight answer ever, mm-hmm. ever. She doesn't give him one, uh,
1: scintilla of, of honest information. Um, who's that reporter, Steve uh, Nelson that was sitting there always trying to get a question in and she'd never call on him, never call on him. And, uh, finally he interrupted the other day and he goes, you know, you never call on me. Yes. And I won't call on you again today, sir. You know, and so and he came back with, "You should be ashamed," which she should be ashamed, right? She she is, she is dodging questions and only wanting to stick to her narrative and not answer any questions. Yeah, but very dictatorial. So, Uh,
0: John Kirby is another spokesman for the White House. Uh, He was asked about uh, the number of hostages, uh, and he had this to say:
3: "I think we all need to steel ourselves for the." very distinct possibility that these numbers will, will keep increasing uh, and that uh, we may in fact find out that uh, more Americans uh, are part of the hostage pool.
0: Yeah, we have about 25 dead now, at least. Mm-hmm. And he talked about uh, other things. Kirby
2: did. Peter. Uh, Congressman Waller just said on TV that uh, they're, they're expecting an announcement within 24 hours by an airlift to the U.S. citizens. Are you
3: that? I don't have any details for you on that. I would just tell you, uh, Peter, that uh, we're in, State Department is in active touch with uh, American citizens in Israel, many of them, as you well know, are dual nationals, um, uh, to try to make sure that, uh, that, w- that, A, we've got the connection and, and, and B, that we know if they have any concerns. Uh, like, in, in the case that they want to, they want to leave. So we're uh, we're in active conversations with uh, with Americans uh, on the ground there, and uh, we want to make sure. Right now, there are still commercial carriers, not all, some, flying in and out of Ben Gurion every day. There are still now viable ground routes if you wanted to leave safely out of Israel. That that is also an option to you. But neither of those options may necessarily be feasible um, or affordable to certain uh, Americans. And so we are exploring actively um, a a range of other options uh, to assist if Americans want to leave. I'm just not at liberty now to go into more Uh, detail about that. To
0: think think this guy was an admiral. I mean, what does it say about our Navy? This guy was an admiral. John Kirby, he is such an empty suit. By the way, Mm -hmm. since that came out. They now have charter planes. They'll be flying Americans out of the country. But you know, I think they have to sign uh, an agreement that they will reimburse the country for the uh, for the ticket. Yeah, I, I, I do. this is. I mean, you would have thought they would have flown in a C five A or something like that. Open up the back door and said, "If you want to get out, hop in, and then fly them to New York or fly them to well Miami or someplace. Get them out." But uh, not not these uh, people. Uh, they're chartering. They want. They said they're going to drop them off in Europe. Let's say you want to get out of uh, Israel and you're an American. Do you think you want to be dropped off in Paris or dropped off in London? Uh, you want to be dropped off in the U.S. I would think, but uh, that's not how this is going to work. Well, the, apparently. uh oh, go ahead. Go ahead. I I, uh, I was just uh, bubbling over.
1: Okay. <laughs> Well, I was going to say uh, Ron DeSantis, and I don't think he's, uh, you know, a, a lot of people had high hopes, but he's kind of dwindling. But yesterday he did come out and say that he signed an executive order to rescue 20,000 Americans from Israel for free, including 1,000 Floridians amid ongoing conflict. Now, how he's going to do that, I don't know, but because uh, you, you mentioned, you don't—you know, you know, you'd think we'd fly him into Florida or something like that. Yeah you know, you
0: know bill maybe what he's going to do is have the florida national guard air national guard go over and get them yeah you know, put a get a couple of planes and fly them over there and get them out of there plane and yeah. simple.
1: Uh, yeah i mean it's 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 a good move uh, obviously it's a political move and it shouldn't be looked at as a political move it just how to be looked at as a a humanitarian move it's something the right thing to do uh which is something biden should have done and said, Oh, no, 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 no. If the government's got to fly you out of there, uh, you're going to have to pay the government back. Yeah, amazing. Uh, Amazing. But the illegals that are here don't have to pay the government back because they they stormed across the border. We let them through.
0: Things to look out for right now Mm -hmm. over the weekend. Uh, While we're all looking at Israel, waiting for this uh, attack to happen, and I think, like you said, Bill, I think it's going to happen today. Uh, I think it's going to at least happen this weekend the attack on uh, Gaza, and I don't think they're going to take any prisoners. I think that they're going to go in there, if you are Hamas, your days are numbered. I I just don't think they're going to tolerate anyone who is Hamas a living. I I, I know that sounds brutal, but uh, from their point of view, uh, what they did was uh, the most heinous of acts, and there's only one way to deal with it, and that's with the annihilation of the... uh, uh, the entire group, uh, I think that while we're all looking at that, we have to understand that there's still a, a war going on in the Ukraine. And the last I checked, uh, the Russians had the upper hand. Right oh, yeah. now, right now, the Russians have got the Ukrainians uh, up against a wall, and we're not hearing about it. I mean, I, well, I think, was looking in the news this morning, Bill,
1: and I couldn't find any stories. Yeah, it's, well, think about this. Putin has an election in March. And losing the Ukraine war, giving up, is not an option for him because the Russians are, you know, the citizens are backing that Ukraine war. And so if there's a time for him to turn up the heat, well, in the next few months, it's going to be the time leading up to that election. Even though he's going to win it anyway by a landslide, he's got to make sure that everything looks good and damn the, the U.S. and what
0: we think or do. And Poland, we've talked about Poland. You know, Poland has decided enough is enough. We've given you our airplanes. We've given you our money. And now we're in a a race with the Ukraine government as far as the price of grain. I mean, uh, the Ukraine is not reciprocating the generosity. They're not giving back to Poland. And uh, Poland has finally said, we're done. No more aid to the Ukraine. We're going to take care of our own country. This weekend they're having uh, an election, and now they're talking yeah. about pulling out of the EU. They they're not oh, Poland they probably will the Poland is not happy with the EU. The EU has been a pain in the butt. They've been a very political organization, and and Poland is has has had it. So we got Poland, we got Hungary, we got uh, Slovakia, and then we have China. China has has not forgotten about uh, their their situation with Taiwan. They want Taiwan. They want it. And they've already said it's going to be reunited with Taiwan in the not-too-distant future. And I would think that if we're watching and involved with what's happening in the Middle East with Israel, and if we're watching what's happening in the Ukraine, it would be an ideal time for them to go into Taiwan because we can't handle three fronts.
1: Well, I think everybody thinks there's going to be a world war here uh, very soon. That's what all the talk is is going on, the uh, The NATO alliance uh, falling apart. I mean, are we going to be out here on our own fighting on de- several different fronts?
0: Plus, you have to wonder, uh, while all of this is happening on the outside, are we going to have uh, attacks internally from uh, these opposition
1: cells that are in this country you know i think i'm to think we might see that uh today tomorrow this weekend within the next week i mean today is the day called for but that doesn't mean they have to do anything today and i you know i almost think the biden administration welcomes that because it gives them all the reason they need to say you know what uh we got to take care of this we got to shut everything down
0: i got a question for you at what point do the civilians say enough is enough? Uh Let's say we start getting attacked internally by these cells. We're a, we're a law-abiding country, right? People aren't just going to grab their their rifles and go to the streets,
1: or are they? What do you think? Well, if you got a rifle and you're ready to defend your country and to defend your family, more importantly, you're going to defend your family. Yeah, you might. Um, it, it's.
0: It's I mean, it's going to separate the men whether, from
1: the boys. I guess I don't know. I don't know whether
0: people in this country have the uh, the backbone anymore, the stamina to do that. I mean, they may have some weapons in their in their closet, but to, to go out and actively protect your your country, I don't know. I, I I mean, I just don't know. I mean, are we going to be expecting the national guard will take care of us, the army reserve will take care of us? oh, don't worry, the administration will send in troops to take yeah. care of us. At, at some point, I think you have to say, wait a second, maybe nobody's coming to take care of us. Maybe we have to take care of ourselves. And are well, we going to be strong have enough? you to
1: take care of yourself, and you got to protect your family because if they got cells here, which they most likely do, there's 3.8 million illegals that have come across that we know about in the United States, so let's just say there's 20% more so there's 5 million people more than 10% of the population here is illegals so you've got and any if it's 2.5 million that are bad well then that means that we've got uh, you know a, a nation's army might only be three, four, five hundred thousand 500,000 troops we may have 800 to uh, 1000 to a million troops I mean, you've got a couple of armies <laughs> that know. Uh, are potentially in inside the United States. Yep. Uh, if that can't bring us to our knees, I don't know what can.
0: And you, you got to wonder: do these, do they have a stockpile of weapons? Of course, they do. Sure. How many weapons have been shipped across the border illegally that we don't know about? How many weapons have been stolen from armories that we don't know about? Uh, we have got. Uh, a potential of having an armed military, enemy military, in our midst, and we don't even know about it. We don't know where they are. You may be walking by them on the street. You know, I told I told my daughter this uh, today. I said, uh, you know, it, it, it's parents' weekend at the school that my grandkids go to. I right. said, have a wonderful time. Have a wonderful, safe time. But keep your head on a swivel. Just look around you you're going to be in a large crowd of people look around make sure that nothing bad is about to happen you know this is the time that they've called for a jihad you know this Hamas leader has called for a jihad a, a weekend of blood a day of blood is how he called it he, he and by the way this guy who called for the jihad doesn't live in Gaza he lives in Qatar in a in a uh, palatial Uh, a a condominium. This Mm -hmm. guy is living in luxury and he's calling for all this turmoil in the world. But uh, I told my daughter, pay attention. Do not just expect everything to be as it's always been. The world is changing and I don't want you to be surprised if something changes nearby. And if something changes nearby, look for an, always look for the exit. Always look for a way to get away. You know, don't just walk into a place and, and not know where you are. So if something were to happen, you would have to look around to find an exit. Always know where the exit is. Uh, and, you know, it's funny. My daughter, at first she sounded surprised, and then because she's a hardworking, very successful young woman who uh, spends all of her time devoted to her job and her family. And, and so when I told her what was going on with Hamas, She was taken aback, and I I don't blame her, and I I understand that. But uh, if a guy says, I'm going to kill you, take him seriously. If a guy says, I'm going to shoot you, I'm going to kill you, I want you dead, take him seriously. I heard uh, the Jewish uh, people, one of the Jewish uh, people who were interviewed over the past week said, uh, what we've learned out of this is that when they say to you, we want the Jews dead,
1: believe them. Well, it's mm-hmm. if, if, if your enemy says he wants you dead, believe him. They've always wanted that, and uh, it's, it's come to the point to where I think they're going to go for it now. Yeah. They didn't it, start this for nothing, just to sit there and settle it real quick. The only way that they're going to settle it is if they get hit by overwhelming force to stop. But if they got yeah. cells all over the world, um, you know, you've got, you know, we, we say Muslims and, and things like that. But the Muslim faith is the biggest religion in the world. So it's, you know. And there, and there
0: are millions of good people in that faith who don't want violence. Right. This is, this is the extreme faction. But yeah. the extreme faction, if, if the extreme faction wants you dead, that's still a lot of people. You know, um, anyway, uh, keep your wits about you. Be prepared for anything. And uh, understand that we're actually living in a world we've never lived in before. Uh, we've never lived in such dangerous times. Uh, even with world wars and things like that around us in the past, there was kind of a defined enemy. We knew who we were, we were fighting. We were fighting the Germans, and we knew we were fighting the Japanese. And you knew what they looked like and how, what their planes had symbols on them. You had a known target. What we're fighting right now are people who lurk in the shadows and will attack you without warning and they will do the most heinous things and then disappear back into the shadows. You have to be awake and aware, you know. Um, Anyway, we could go on. We have a a weekend update program uh, this weekend, which I think will be important because there'll be probably more news every day something else is happening.
1: Every yeah, day. we'll do that. Uh, we'll do that tomorrow morning, and um, yeah, it's um, it's scary we, times, you know. Bill. It's sc- these yeah, are it scary is. times. I mean, hey, look, you know, I, you know, I really, uh, hopefully, when we do it tomorrow, there's not going to be a lot to talk about. But uh, unfortunately, there is going to be a lot to talk about. There's a lot to talk about now, but it's basically is, it's be on the lookout. Yeah, it's, it's a crazy, messed up world, and yeah. um. You know, and Joe wonders why his numbers are sinking. Well, he he created this mess. He's the one that opened the door, and the Democrats did it willingly. And uh, you know, I hate to point a finger, but uh, there's nowhere to point but one place. Yep, that's
0: true. You know, and I'm going to leave you. On. I'm going to play one more shortcut for you. This is the Hamas guy. This is what he said uh, just a couple of days ago, and I think it's important to end our program with this, so you know exactly what he wants to do. Listen.
3: To put an end to this, from this moment on, we announce that any targeting of innocent civilians without warning will be met, regretfully to say, by executing one of the hostages in our custody. And we will be forced to broadcast this execution. We regret this.
0: this- these, are, these, are, these are animals. These are animals. They're saying He this, doesn't
1: he- regret because if he if he regretted, he wouldn't do it. He would say, we need to sit down and talk at a table, but no, yeah. uh, we're going to take the hostages and kill them and broadcast them. I'm sorry, but you know what we need to do? He just declared war. It is a threat. He is the head of a snake. Mm-hmm. You, How do you kill a snake? You take the head off. Yeah. He should be a target. I'm
0: sure, I, I'm sure Bill, he is. I wouldn't want to uh, be planning any long-term vacations if I were him because— uh, I would think that uh, he's going to have difficulty traveling. Um, if you want to reach us, our number is 833
1: 538 7868. 833 538 7868. Mail at itsanotherday.com. Mail dot and com and, and bill at mail.com. You're so good at doing that. You
0: really I, are. I, you know I, them I, all. Uh, it's amazing. He just, uh, just flows off his tongue. You know what else flows off his tongue?
1: Uh, probably, um, well, uh, a nice fine wine. Actually, it flows no, over. No, that's not mind. what I was thinking. No, I was thinking wine. of something else. Uh, it's not. Uh, it's not a, a good glass of rum. Then. No,
0: no. no, no. no. It, it, it's actually more of a saying that uh, you do every uh, day at the end uh, of the program. I, I
1: don't. I don't. Know what it is Jim? I'm just going to have. to Well, do you want say, me to do it? I'm just going to have to just say hasta la vista, baby. We're out of here.